Hello, everyone. This is Deb McBride, and welcome to my astrology podcast. Today is Monday, the 4th of February, 2019, and I am broadcasting from beautiful Costa Rica. So, exciting news. Today, there was a new moon just a couple of hours ago, and the new moon was at 15 degrees Aquarius. And when we have a new moon, it means that the sun and the moon are in the same place at the same time. And usually, they occur once a month. And two weeks later, a full moon occurs when the sun and the moon are opposite each other in the zodiac. So both the sun and the moon are in Aquarius today together in the same place at the same time. And the moon is the one technically making the aspect because the moon moves faster than the sun because you know the sun spends a whole month in Aquarius from around January 20th or so to about February 19th. Um, what happens is the moon entered Aquarius yesterday in the morning and greeted the sun, got to the degree of where the sun is today. So this is an important new moon because it, as I've mentioned before, kicks out the eclipse cycle for this past season. Now, every time we have eclipses, the lunation after the last eclipse, which our last eclipse was two weeks ago, the lunation after that, which is today, the new moon, is the lunation that ends the eclipse period, finishes up the story, and, you know, it's to be continued at the next eclipse period, whatever is left over from that story or the next chapter in that story. So today we are ending this cycle, which has actually been pretty intense. And I think that the eclipses that we've experienced in January on the 5th and then again on the 21st were really intense and powerful for a lot of people. And I've heard varying stories about how people felt in this last month. And I know I had some intense things happen and I had some unusual things happen. So I think everyone probably has a good story from the last month that they're happy to see uh, a chapter ending today. So we are moving past this. So in your mindset, you know, this is Aquarius. So your mindset should be innovation, new things, moving forward, things that are not from the past, stuff that happened in the last month is cleared. We're done with it. We aren't reliving that story. We've worked through it. We learned something from it. We, just need to focus on the new now because Aquarius is an innovative sign. It's the sign of the genius, the brilliance, the creative genius, the person who is uh, a little different from everyone else, the guy in the group who's, you know, just a little lot more offbeat, but actually comes up with some innovative ideas. So this is the nature of Aquarius and Aquarians can be aloof. They can be extremely friendly and community oriented, but if you uh, sort of suffocate them, they're not going to appreciate it. They are freedom-loving people. They love to engage in uh, altruistic activities, and they really do love nerdy kinds of things like science and, and astrology. <laughs> so Aquarians are unusual people, and you should never, ever have expectations, typical expectations of an Aquarius because they'll always surprise you. So here we are with the sun and the moon in Aquarius, and this is a really good 
time to start something new or do a ritual for the new moon. When we have a new moon every month, it is a new cycle beginning, a new experience of that month until the following new moon. Now, usually we close things on a full moon, but we start things on the new moon. And starting something on the new moon involves really the new moon itself, which occurred at four o'clock this afternoon, Eastern time, and not before the new moon. So, you know, the next few days are the best times to do a ritual, light a candle, make some wishes, write everything down that you want to manifest. Uh, Aquarius works with lightning speed because it's ruled by Uranus. So if you're trying to manifest something, you're trying to uh, initiate something new or create something, Aquarius is very creative, you should be aware that Uranus energy is faster than the speed of light and that you may say something today and have it tomorrow. If there are no obstacles, it's very likely. So this is the nature of Uranian Aquarius energy. Now, the reason I say started on the new moon after the new moon the next couple of days is because we have the dark of the moon prior to the new moon. So the moon is still in darkness. And so you know that when we have a new moon, you look up in the sky and you don't see the moon. So this is, it's newness and, and this is the dark of the moon. In the next few days, you'll start seeing the little sliver of a moon as it's coming, waxing to, to reach the full moon in two weeks. So that's the big news of the day. It's really good to sort of thank the universe for these last few weeks and these eclipses and what they brought to light and make new wishes for the coming weeks. And thankfully, we're out of the uh, eclipse period for a while because it can be overwhelming at times. And I think this, this last bunch, because they were so involved with the outer planets, this last bunch has been really um, kind of pounding on us. So moving forward. The moon is in Aquarius until tomorrow evening when at 9 p.m. it goes into Pisces. Now, that's a very different experience because Pisces is water and Aquarius is air. And when we go into a Pisces moon, we're feeling sensitive, emotional, um, intuitive. Um, but the moon will go void at 7 p.m. Eastern time. And that means for the two hours prior to the moon entering Pisces, it's the moon is void. So don't try to do anything new. Don't try to accomplish anything too great. Have dinner, <laughs> you know, do your laundry, that kind of thing. Um, and Mercury, which is uh, in Aquarius right now, is being occulted by the moon tonight or in the overnight time between today and tomorrow. And when we say occultation, it means that the moon sort of blocks Mercury. It's almost like an eclipse, but it's not quite. So it's not that punch that an eclipse gives you. But Mercury is in Aquarius and is meeting with the moon in the middle of the night tonight. And we are experiencing, you know, a very hot Mercury because it's been close to the sun and because now it's it's close to this new moon. So it's uh, information is coming at lightning speed and information travels at lightning speed when Mercury's in Aquarius and ideas come and you have to get up in the middle of the night and write them down or you wake up and you know that things are shifting and changing and your mind is just spinning at, at a different level. Um, so this is a very mercurial time. Mercury's very busy in the next week and we'll talk about that. In the meantime, Pisces moon, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday until 5.13 p.m. Eastern Time. 
And then it's void until 9.30 the next morning when it goes into Aries. Now, that means when the moon is void in Pisces, forget it. Go swimming, go to the movies, <laughs> go, you know, watch TV, do something fun, relax, take a hot bath. Do not even try to like lift a finger towards accomplishing all sorts of things because the moon in Pisces just wants to go to bed, wants to go to sleep, wants to rest, wants to convalesce, wants to really feel like it's sort of gathering its strength when, for when the moon goes into Aries because Aries is all fire. This is the end of the zodiac. And when something's at the end of the zodiac and it, it's void like this moon in Pisces, it just means that we need to take that time to rest and recharge. And that's a good thing to do on Thursday night. So starting, if you live in the Eastern time zone, or you can make the time adjustment, it's 5.13 p.m. on Thursday, the 7th. Um, meanwhile, there are some other very interesting things going on. Um, we have Chiron at the very end of Pisces at the very end of the Zodiac. And we've talked about this too. It's leaving in a couple of weeks. It'll be leaving the end of the Zodiac and going into Aries and starting a whole new 50 year cycle. And Uranus, as we've been talking about for a long time, is finishing up its trip through Aries and it's going to go into Taurus next month. So if you feel like you are closing chapters, ending stories from a long, long, long time ago, or from the last seven years or so, you are probably feeling these aspects, these planets changing sign. And whenever planets change sign, they do leave us with some thoughts about the journey we've been on, where we've been, what we've done in this next, like these last weeks and months, how we've wrapped up the story, how we finally sort of come to grips with what we've done in the last seven years or so and where it's led us, especially with Uranus. And Uranus is always asking us to do something new and to do something innovative and to, to break free of our mold and, and try something different. So in the last seven years, probably you've tried something different because Uranus got entangled with Pluto over these, over this time. Uranus was involved in a lot of different aspects over this time and with Mars and eclipses. And so this was a particularly intense seven, eight years for Uranus. And, you know, that period of 2012 to 2015 where Uranus and Pluto were squaring each other, which is a challenging relationship, this brought back a lot of revolutionary energy and people wanted to change their life, revolutionize their life. And just think back to those couple of years because that was a real turning point for many people. And if you happen to be born during the 60s, particularly between like 1963 and 1969, you are the Uranus-Pluto generation where those planets were conjunct in the same place at the same time in Virgo. And this is, you know, one of those times when Uranus and Pluto met up again in these last few years. It heightened the experiences for the people who were born during that generation. And it brought them to a place of really understanding where they're supposed to be going, what they're supposed to be doing, what their life purpose is. If they didn't have it already, they needed to um, connect with it. And so a really important part of these last bunch of years has been that Uranus went on this journey with Pluto. So, you know, when you think back at your life in these last years, you want to remember what 12, 2012 to 2015 was like and what that felt like regularly because they really, really 
that drove home a brand new message for each of us. So that's been Uranus's journey through Aries. Um, in the meantime, we have some very lovely aspects this week. We have the sun making a lovely aspect to Jupiter on Thursday, and that's a sextile, and that's a 60-degree angle. It's a smooth, flowing aspect. And it's really quite lovely when the sun and Jupiter speak nice words to each other because Jupiter is the planet of abundance and optimism and expansion. And when we have them talking to each other like this, it's, it's really very refreshing. It's, it gives us some hope and some optimism in our week. So that's happening on Thursday. Mercury's very busy, as I mentioned, so it's got this connection to the moon tomorrow, but then it's making a nice smooth aspect to Mars on Thursday. So there's lots of things going on Thursday. Well, Mercury will be in, you know, at the end of, of its journey in Aquarius, it's wrapping it up. Um, it's going to make this journey connecting with Mars and saying hi and hello to Mars in a nice way, where Mars is at the end of its own sign, Aries. So that's a good time to really... You know, that whole day is actually very good to, to appreciate um, where you've been in these last weeks and communicate your ideas, communicate with gusto because it's Mars and Aries, and feel confident in your ideas and confident in the direction you've chosen to go in. The Sun, Jupiter's confidence, Mercury, uh, Mars's confidence. This is, a, this is a very confident kind of day, even though we're going to go to sleep early that night. <laughs> So use the energy wisely and get up and do something and, and enjoy it because these are pleasant aspects that we can really connect with. Another thing Mercury will be doing is it will be sextiling Uranus on Saturday the 9th. Now that's exciting because Uranus rules Aquarius and that's where Mercury is. So they really are connecting and having a nice conversation, a brilliant conversation. And don't be surprised at your ideas in these next few days. It might be a good time to do journaling. It might be a good time to just sort of sit with yourself and embrace new ideas and be open because Mercury and Aquarius, Aquarius is a fixed sign and Mercury and Aquarius can be very stubborn. So don't get fixated on an idea which can be very Aquarian to like, no, I have to do it this way. No, it's got to be this way. No, we don't want to do that. We want to embrace uh, shifts and be open to innovation and any sort of new idea that comes to us, no matter how ridiculous it sounds. But it's the only way we can embrace something fresh in our lives if we're open, if we're open, if we're open to it, open to it. Situation. Feedback. Lots of people, you know, talk to your friends. Aquarius is a sign of friendship. Talk to your friends. Um, get feedback about things. Get their opinions if, if they're good, if they're good grounded people. Um, this is a really good time for sharing ideas and connecting with community and bringing ideas to the community and opening the community experience. So we like this. You know, this is the good part of Aquarius. This is the good part of um, Mercury's conversations with Mars and with Uranus this week. And then on Sunday, Mercury will finally leave Aquarius and go into Pisces. Now, this is a lesser experience for Mercury. It's not so analytical. It's a different, watery, uh, a little bit challenging for Mercury because Mercury's likes, Mercury likes to be analytical. Mercury likes to handle the details. And in Pisces, they kind of slip out of the hands. 
Mercury rules Virgo. Virgo is the opposite sign from Pisces. This means that when Mercury enters Pisces, it's what we call in its, um, its detriment because it's not really in a sign that uh, helps it express itself ideally. So what do you do with Mercury and Pisces? Not a bad thing. You listen to your intuition. And Mercury's going to be there for a few weeks. And Pisces is the sign of intuition. It's the sign of, again, convalescence. It's the sign of healing. But it's the sign of reaching into the other realms for information, for answers. So I don't think this is a bad aspect at all. I think when Mercury travels with Pisces, we have to just tune out from the constant chatter of our minds and allow the answers to come to us and quiet the mind. And I think the most excellent thing to do with Mercury and Pisces is to quiet the mind, to allow it to flow in ways that it might not when it's caught up in details and, and calculations and uh, expectations. And it's just be open, just listen. And it's going to be there for a few weeks. So it starts 5.51 a.m., Eastern time on the 10th Sunday. So when we really, you know, get up in the morning on Sunday, we're going to have Mercury and Pisces. And so I find that that's such a, uh, a nice way to introduce it like on the weekend. So you can sort of slip into this weekend mode of <clears throat> listening to yourself and listening into the, the intuitive insights that you have. On the same day, the moon is going to have entered Taurus after having been in Aries for a couple days. The moon will enter Taurus that night. Uh, the moon will be in Aries all day on Sunday, but it's going to void at 6.48 p.m. Eastern time and then go into Taurus at 8.30. And when it's uh, through the whole day, it's going to be busy with you know, conjuncting Uranus for the, for the last time um, this month. And then conjuncting Mars, because Mars and Uranus are very close to each other right now. And uh, so the moon is going to be very active that day and squaring Pluto too. So it's a whole day of lunar activity. And just expect that, you know, again, the moon, it's, it's, it's another point of intuition. So if we're dealing with lunar energy, we want to sit back and listen again. So talking to outer planets, you know, moon talking to Pluto, moon talking to Uranus. This to me says time for some just stepping back and letting our thoughts flow on their own without trying to control them or figure anything out. Because God knows when Mercury is in Aquarius, we want to figure things out. And when it slips into Pisces, we're letting the universe tell us what's going on. So the moon sort of joins that, sort of just allow it to talk allow the information to come. Moon will be in Taurus for a couple days and then go void on Tuesday at 5.30 p.m. But really what we're coming up to now is the last conjunction of Mars to Uranus, and that's going to be next Wednesday. And we'll talk about that more next week. But remember that Mars rules Aries, and it's been in Aries for since January 1st. So now we've got a good six weeks of Mars, you know, passing through its own sign and ruling the heavens. And when it is moving to conjunct Uranus for the last time that Uranus is in Aries, this is, this is an awakening of sorts because we're opening up to whatever 
Mars and Uranus have to tell us. And they are really active together. Um, they are a little agitating and they can be really uh, clumsy. So I advise people when we're coming on to this Mars Uranus, be careful. Don't trip over your shoelaces. Don't fall out of bed. <laughs> Put your foot on the gas when it's appropriate in your car. You know, don't speed. This is a this is a clumsy aspect, and it can be. I'm gonna like make that light, you know, and and you don't. Um, it's really you make the light when you're driving. It's really an aspect to be a little bit cautious of because it's high energy, and. I prefer to, you know, it's Mars is a confidence planet. Uranus is in the sign of Aries. This is all about confidence. So I prefer that we all sort of take a step back and recognize like the new level of confidence we've achieved with Uranus and Aries in these last seven, eight years. Mars is greeting it for the last time. So it greeted it a few times over these last years when it's been in its sign visiting. And so Mars is saying farewell. Thank you for visiting my sign. And good luck in Taurus and we're going to shake hands and the two of them will meet up for this last time because Uranus doesn't come back to, to Aries in our lifetime. Anyway, it will be, you know, it'll take 84 years to go around to get to Aries again. So this is the last time we're going to see Mars conjunct Uranus and Aries and conjunctions are blendings of energy. So they're not necessarily, challenging one another, they're sort of congratulating one another and they're blending together. Mars is about warrior energy. Aries is about warrior energy. This is about confidence. This is about stepping forward. If you need some confidence in your life right now, this is the time to reach for it because as Mars is approaching the end of its own sign and it's like saying goodbye to, to Uranus on the way out, it's a time to sort of acknowledge where you have felt confident, where you've increased in confidence in these last seven, eight years. So Mars and Uranus are an interesting couple because it can be a little, you know, fiery and setting things off. So again, like I warned last weekend, just be aware of what you say to people. Don't fly off the handle. Don't be rude. Step back and think before you act because Aries doesn't think. It just plows in. It just plows through and thinks later. So, you know, they want to shoot first, ask questions later. You can't do that. You don't want to do that with this aspect. So it's next Wednesday, the 13th, and we'll talk more about it next week. But remember that this is a very strong relationship these two planets have to one another because they're both in Mars's sign. And so Aries, Aries makes us pioneers. If without it, we wouldn't start anything, initiate anything new. We wouldn't set out on a new path and start a new chapter. And so when Mars um, visits its own sign, which is only once every two years, it's really um, a time for us to, you know, set out, set something new, set that fire move the fire in our life, set fire under other people, get people motivated, bring people together. And when it comes to Uranus like this, it's really uh, sometimes a little shocking, sometimes a little a bit of electricity, sometimes really exciting. And if you are doing something creative and starting something innovative and new, wow, this is a great, great aspect to have. So between 
Today's new moon in Aquarius, and next week we have this Mars Uranus, and Mars is approaching Uranus as we speak. We really have such innovative, open creativity to work with and be confident about it. Don't say, no, nah, nobody's going to care about that. Nobody wants to see that. Just takes a risk. And that's what Uranus does. It takes risks. So Jupiter's kind of quiet this week. It's still in its own sign. It's very happily moving through Sagittarius. It's not really doing much talking except to the sun on Thursday, but that's okay. Um, you know, there's a little bit of action with the moon over the weekend, but Jupiter's giving us good benefits. And since it is in a fire sign, it, you know, generally relates to where Mars and Uranus are because they're in fire signs. Um, and in the meantime, we still have Saturn coming to 15 degrees Capricorn. And really, it's still in that sextile with Neptune, which is in Pisces. And so there again is the desire to bring into reality our dreams, our fantasies, our, our visions. There's that wonderful knowledge that we can create something and bring it down to earth and really have it in our hands. Saturn is getting closer and closer to Pluto. Saturn is at 15, Pluto is at 21. That's not that far away, six degrees apart. I consider that a conjunction. Um, like I said before, if you have a baby now, a baby's got a Saturn-Pluto conjunction. No doubt about it. They're going to feel that. It's not exact. Um, by the end of the month, Saturn will be at 17 and Pluto will be at 22. That's much more close. And next month, they're going to get even closer. But right now, no one's changing direction. We don't have any planets going retrograde. Um, we're going to see that with Mercury next month while it retrogrades in Pisces. So that's going to be very interesting. Um, and that's really the week ahead. Um, use this new moon to do a ritual. Start something like, you know, make a list of good things to do. Light a candle. Say a prayer. Um, manifest something new for yourself. Something innovative. Something where you have to take a little bit of a risk because we are, again, dealing with this Aquarian energy. Something that's good for the world. You know, Aquarians care about the global concerns. So think about what you want to see for yourself in, in your life. Um, and think about something altruistic that you would like to wish for the world on this new moon. It's always nice to do a new moon cleansing where you cleanse your space. I always tell people to go get a smudge stick somewhere at your favorite metaphysical bookstore or Whole Foods if you're near one. Um, you can buy sage at the farmer's market and dry it and burn it. I also like to... Uh, I ring a bell in the corners of the house because that clears space too. So if you have a, a nice bell, um, sometimes it's nice to buy a sweet little gift like that for yourself and, and ring the bell in the corners of the house and around your doorways. And, you know, you can smudge, you can set intention. It's always good to set intention for the new moon and to be really um, optimistic for the next you know cycle of the moon. So, I always advise people, new moon, new thoughts, new energy, and bye-bye eclipse period. So this is, this is something that we should look forward to every month. And that's about it. So my name is Deb McBride. It's February 4th, 2019, and I thank you for listening to my podcast. I'm available for astrological sessions. My website is debmcbride.com. 
My email is deb at debmcbride.com and I write a blog. And I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Deb Astrology. I wish you a lovely, beautiful Aquarian week and enjoy this new moon. Thanks and have a good night.